Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host, Stevie Fears, battling, battling as I'm an old man who's been for a run, so I am just about doubled over in pain, ready to fall asleep at 4.15 on this lovely Sunday afternoon. I'm joined by Jonathan Crockett, how are you? Doing pretty good, mate. Now, you, you know, you're, we'll say you're early to mid-40s, you know, you're running on cliffs out of the wind, up your clacker and everything. You got to, it's, you know, the old saying, work smart, not hard, Steve. Like, I like to go for a bike ride, it's good for my back as well. So, yep. fuck going out on the road in the cold, the wet and the wind. I got myself one of those resistance trainer things, you just hook it up to your bike in your garage and you just pedal like you're going nowhere. I've got my big screen TV, got the heater on. Watching the footy or whatever movie you want to watch for a couple of hours, it's great. It's great. To maybe get a treadmill so you don't actually have to go out in the cold. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you're a bit of a cycling fan. That sounds like a yeah. That sounds like the Jono setup of all setups. Yeah, it's great. Big screen TV in the garage, beer fridge just there in case I get thirsty to you know rehydrate. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says fitness like a beer fridge. That's it. You're going to work that beer off all at the same time. Uh, and a man who's been conspicuously absent for the last 69 weeks, he's re-emerged after he was passed over by his brother for the AFL head honcho-ness. Uh, Cam, you're back. Yeah, back. Uh, and I just can picture Jono on that bike with, like, you know, the bottle that is in between the, the bike, like, bike and just pulls it out. It's just... Freaking no, no, mountain it's culture setup. just straight into his mouth. <laughs> I bought this bait, this uh, like can holder for the pram when Amelia was born. So I've yep. actually just put that to the handlebar, so it just sits on the handlebar. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, sucks being passed over for that tough uh, top job, but you know, Steve, you know, probably in a better position than an old man with the runs, rather than just an old man who's been for a run. It's like, is that a haiku? No, it wasn't. What's been happening? You had COVID again. How was that? Oh, man, it's delightful. The second time around, you, you think, oh, how could this possibly be as bad as last time? And then, you know, at the end of it, you're like, man, that was actually as bad as last time, wasn't it? Yeah. So, and, well, it's actually good you're on because the virgins were upset. The virgins, who? they were mad online. The virgins who play video games. Um, obviously, I'm not playing video games these days. I'm out here having sex and and stuff like people. Um, but the video game, the AFL video game came out and people were irate that it's not Man. realistic, that there's not a bench in the middle of the <laughs> ground. <laughs> Man, that, some of those, some of that footage, like part of me is like, because I'm a video game player, I have been and will be probably till the day I die. And part of me was like, I feel so sorry for Big Ant Studios because for sure they were forced to release it when it wasn't ready. You know, like... Just undercooked, you know, there's a bench in the middle of the ground. Adam like, Simpson's the goal umpire. Was it- Pend- Pendle's running the entire field. That could, that could happen. That, <laughs> that's the thing that could happen. That, that was the most realistic part of what I saw. Um, I loved it. It was like, I, I can't believe we're not in charge of Big Ant Studios throwing out things like this. This is wild. This is exactly what we did. Quality control? What? Nah. Man, uh, yeah. they do do some good games. Like I played their cricket games before, and they're actually really good. Like 
once they get all the bugs and updates, I think it'll be a really good game. That's it. You, you basically just have to wait, I reckon, another three months and then yep. jump on. It'll be fine. But once football's finished, this game is going to be ready to go. It'll be hot fire. And the game will be half price as well. Yeah. <laughs> Man, tough scenes for um, Big Ant Studios. Big but Ant. Yeah. yeah, copping the heat online. I just love the screen caps. It's just so funny. It's what was the troll one eating someone else's food? Yeah, that was amazing. Was. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I love the one where it's just, you know, the ball's bounced. <laughs> then all the players run over to where the ball was hit and they all just kind of fondle around in this, like, area without picking up the ball for, like, a minute. Brilliant. It's just absolutely perfect. <laughs> Speaking of things with two heads, the Tasmanian team is in. That's right, a cheap joke. Um, It's happened. It's happened and mm. I wasn't... I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm sick of the team names, but there's some quality memes starting to come through, and I'm, I'm, I'm more on board with it now. Steve, are you? You know, I don't think you have an affiliation to the location by which the Suns play. How would you feel if they were the Launceston loggerheads or whatever? You know, whatever they're going to be down there. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? So if oh, they I move mean, the Suns, yeah, why would they move the Suns? Well, Gil did say that when Tassie comes in, it will be an equal competition. So that suggests merge, not move it, not shifting teams. Oh, I don't think the Suns are going anywhere, man. It'd be a Melbourne team, like um, North think, Melbourne. Oh, North Melbourne will go if if someone's going to really? go. Yeah, has to. You know what we needed was back in the day. We, if if Joe, if someone time travelled and just assassinated Joe Gutnick, um, <laughs> early days, you know, we wouldn't have Melbourne. Well, yeah. Well, you could have killed Don Scott, and the merge would have gotten through with Melbourne and Hawthorne. Imagine that. Whew. Yeah, like this is a very dark, dark. What is it? We're doing Terminator references to go and kill and change the future of the AFL. Yeah, surely there's a better, better thing. That'd be a better AFL game to play. (laughs) I don't think there is a better use of my time than this. Don't, don't, don't go. Don't bring Carmichael Hunt to the Suns (laughs) or Israel Folau to the GWS. (laughs) Remember that? Wow, eh? and then kick the goal after the siren. Carmichael, dream. Yeah, Yeah. we can't, we can't stop beating Richmond. That's all I know about the Suns. We can't Mm. stop beating them. Best. How good. Anyway, there was uh man, I'm getting some weird emails get through to my uh main thing and it just popped up on the screen. Anyway, football, what do we notice this week? Someone wanna kick us off. Mm, four umpires are fucking useless. Yeah, that's a good point. Know. Like seriously, the I mean, I know we're talking about fantasy football, but this is real football and that's just they're pathetic. You got an extra set of eyes and they still can't pay a free kick. Like yeah, and the favorite and the favoritism towards X team. Like, well, Melbourne, the, the demons. Melbourne, Geelong in Geelong, um, GWS in Canberra v the Dogs. Like you just see it every game, and it's horrendous, mm. horrendous. And it just affects. It does affect our fantasy scoring as well. John, are you saying that the Dogs got a bad run of the green? Uh, not so much a bad run of the green, but just some really blatant ones when the game was like getting tight. Mm. But there was a front on contact, like. Play, I can't. Remember, I think it might have been Liam Jones. Had his head ducked, getting the ball. GWS player ran straight into him. Play on, like just stuff like that. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, but I wouldn't say it's rubber the grand. It's just they're missing 
pretty obvious free kicks or they're not paying them in tight moments, that's all. I just think it's really hard to... Like, I always say AFL is really hard to umpire because there's so much in your line of sight at a lot of these mm. things. But the ones that I find frustrating are that, like the ones where... I forget who the player was, but the Geelong player was holding him back from the ball. And you can literally see the umpire is like in the frame is like away. yeah hands up <laughs> looking straight at the contest mm. and and those are the ones i can't understand how they don't get paid but it's all about i guess it's perspective and maybe they're getting used to the four umpires like i know yeah. you when i used to umpire basketball and you know sometimes you'd let an obvious foul go like especially when i was learning how to do it because you know, you weren't in the correct position to see it, but you could see the the foul. And I suppose as you get more experience, you can do it, but you don't want to make the other person look like a complete fucking wanker because they're like two metres away and miss yeah. what's an obvious call. But that's the thing. Some of the umpires that are 100 metres away are paying it and it's the guy next yeah. to me not so that, paying it. That's, that's the thing that's frustrating me with it, to be honest, more than anything, is that you have the umpire that's not, the, like I guess the prime umpire or the, the yeah. one who's like slightly further away sees it, calls it, but it doesn't stand for some reason. Like there's a, you know, play just continues because the primary umpire didn't acknowledge it, you know, or whatever. It's like, well, what's the point then? <laughs> what's the mm. point of having that secondary umpire? Well, you're it. a white collar criminal cam. Is this just a KPI? <laughs> Is this just a KPI thing? Like they just keep inventing new rules to meet their quotas when... Really, we should be stripping things back. Yeah, I, I, I think it's it's primarily metric driven. You fucking crook. Yeah. <laughs> you and your ilk. You wouldn't cop that with us tradies, would you, Jono? This, Hell no. Hell it's, no. We it's just purely, rip them off on the paycheck. They, they were worried. They were worried about uh, the attention being paid to the amount of you know ball ups versus throw ups, and so they actually just thought, let's just completely change the narrative and add <laughs> another person in and fuck it up another way. Yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah, yep, see, I, like, I know they, they used three refs in... Oh, I remember, what was the league where they went to three refs in the basketball? And I don't think it was as... Anyway, whatever. That's my uh, basketball background right there, people. What else I've also noticed is um, some of the younger players are starting to gas and uh, might be a second or third year player. Just They haven't quite got those tanks yet in there. Had a pretty good start to the year, and prime example, that's um, Josh Rochelle, Rochelle from Adelaide, being really up and about the first six or seven weeks, but now just starting to tire a little bit, maybe due for a rest. Um, could be a good idea to maybe offload these guys. Like They've got a decent average, uh, they've got a decent score. If they do have a forward status like Rochelle, you, you could offload them to a teammate or use it as part of a, a deal to upgrade to a, a by a low candidate, like a, maybe a Callum Mills is probably a prime example at the moment. Like, well, I don't know, man. He's absolutely on fire right now. We're recording oh, this <laughs> during the second quarter. He's he's clocked up the half ton already. Oh, Jesus. That's a bad call. But but someone like who has been a bit of a fallen, yeah. fallen guy, you might be able to bundle him up and trade him off because, as we know, that people are pretty probably pretty keen for decent forwards this year. So look at those guys and maybe... Even if you want to buy them as a bit of a buy low, mm, when they do get that rest as well, it's it's either way you can sell them or buy them. So that's what I'd start to be looking at this time of year. That's where I'd be going. Uh, I'd be going towards the buy for Rochelle. I, I think he's been unreal all year. And oh, yeah. he has been. Yeah, tough I matchup. 
Tough, tough matchups coming up for sure. And sorry, this was also a tough matchup. No, that's what I mean. It was. No, yeah. they've got some good matchups coming up. Yeah, leading it, into the bye. I, I think he was left out a little bit this round. I, I have to check the numbers, right? But I, still I think, had the CBA. So I'm pretty oh, sure. he did the same volume. I don't know the same volume, but he he was in there. But I didn't see the whole game. I was just uh, in and out. But he yeah, he still had his CBA from that I saw. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd buy. Yeah, it's either either buy or sell. I'd be doing either, depending on what your team looks like. Um, just a couple of simple things for me. First one was, you know, the last two weeks, Jaden Short had been playing that halfback role and looked really good, like super good. He, he was rocked up, I think, 115 and then 120 plus in the AFL fantasy format. This week, he rolled out a lazy 100, but he had the CBAs back. So he's he spent a lot more time in the middle. He only ended up with 18 disposals. He built it off the back of tackles, uh, and that's probably not sustainable. So if he's going to end up back in that role, then, you know, a bit disappointing for owners, I, I would have thought. And, you know, if you thought he was maybe a trade target or even a, a chance of DPP come round 12, you know, he's going to need a significant shift, I think, to, to move that dial in that direction. Um Trelaw and his hammy, like it was only a matter of time uh, with that one. <laughs> he, well, like he, he just, you know, gets injured all the time, right? And Bailey Smith just happened to pop out his best game uh, of the season and he's already picked up the dual position status. He didn't see an uptick in CBAs or anything like that. It wasn't, you know, noticeable from a stat perspective except for the fact that he was around the ball more and he scored really well. Um, and Steve, just a question for you mate if not now when when is Flanders season starting because I saw Flanders sub season starting but I didn't no, see Flanders. Flanders season was over like round two we got shafted by terrible coach Stewie Jew it's due out isn't it yeah it has to be yep due out it's yeah. un it's unfortunate it's unfortunate. A man who would just piss against anything when he needed to is a man who speaks to my heart, but that doesn't get your wins in AFL. Playing <laughs> they round, were, they were robbed in that game against the Ds. Come on, let's let's put it that way. Let's call it 40s. Well, that was like, match, fix, match fixing at its best. He's playing renowned clearance beast Alex Davies. Alex Davies has to go. Surely ha- can't. He's not up to it. Surely not. And Flanders was subbed for... Renowned mature age recruit James Satsas. James Sitsas? James Sitta. Yeah. <laughs> James Yeah, I don't know. He wasn't he was going okay early days, but it's oh, he, was just... good. he was good. He was that... he, I thought he was tracking for a really good score and then he just you know, flatlined. Yeah, it's 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 hard. it's not happening for him. Not happening for him, unfortunately. Next year it will, though, because Steve oh. tends to be a year early on all these calls. So whatever Steve says, get him the next year <laughs> and he'll brain it. Yeah, yeah. Was Steve hot on Rory Atkins last year? Absolutely. I've never not been. <laughs> <laughs> never not been a big fan of the rat. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Steve, what do you notice? Uh, I think tackles are back. I think it's starting to slow down. It's starting to turn. Yeah. Teams are starting to defend. So... um I'm probably a little bit more happy to invest in those. You know, if you if you got the predominantly outside mids who have had hot starts, 
Um, I, I think the worm's slowly starting to shift a little bit back towards the mm. um, other guys. That'd be that'd be the main thing, and, and the halfbacks are probably going to be the beneficiary of that situation. So, yeah, that's one. It's it's also just you know we we're talking before the show, Cam, and I think it's a really good point about. Selling high in situations, you you were talking, you you sold Jai Newcomb whilst Will Day was out on the back of some okay scores, and you probably could have done the same with James Warple. Mm. Um, and obviously Will Day comes back in, and those two guys maybe didn't have the best game on the weekend, which is that's fine. Um, but I, th- I think you really got to look at the big picture when why someone goes well, why someone goes bad, and I think if you you know I know salary cappers were kind of on to. Noah and um, Fiorini was a bit of a hot pickup on waivers, which was fine. Matty Rao probably didn't take advantage of this matchup. I think it was, you know, yeah. it was a good matchup for inside mids, and I was probably expecting a little bit more from him in that regard. Dave Swallow had a hundred and ten super coach um, with that more inside time. So that he ran with Oliver for a lot of that game as well. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And like yeah. that, just there's those opportunities when someone is injured. Someone's going mm. to get the bump. That's what we're looking for. This week is kind of funny. There probably only, um, there probably hasn't been many serious injuries. I think last week and the week before were more fantasy relevant players getting injured. This week, maybe mm. not so much. But and, and I also think that they're starting to, as the season goes on, those teams that the fixture evens out. Right, like we know they play the good teams against the good teams and the bad teams against the bad teams at the start, or who were in those positions last year, and they sort of start to mix and match a little bit more throughout the season, so you start to see some bigger wins, and the guys who are the hot starts slide back into the middle and all that sort of thing. So it all sort of evens out, and um, the matchups are starting to to really... There's a lot of strength in the the matchup data, so certainly hit up DFS Australia for the, the defense versus position data when you're using your streamers um and, and just look i mean it's just a fucking great website let's be honest um and just for all the cva data and kick-in data but mm. i think the defense versus matchup i just tell like they can ask me what i think and i don't keep my matchup sheets anymore uh, i just direct people over there so if you're listening to this and you're not using that website you, you're doing a disservice to your team you're not giving yourself the best chance to win I, th- I think the other thing is, is you know, entire teams that at this point in the season you can look at and be like, they're underperforming and their fantasy turnout is really poor. A good example is Sydney. Another good example was Brisbane up until last week. And I think that's starting to turn. Like, it, there'll be a natural almost... Well, even Geelong for the first three weeks were underperforming their fantasy output. Bar Cameron was... Yeah. Gutter, yeah, correct. Uh, Geelong, Geelong will still be pretty mid, mid, you know, from a fantasy output perspective, but like you'd kind of expect the top guns at the Lions to come back. So a really good trade target a few weeks ago would have been McLuggage, right? He was averaging 68 or something and he's very slowly coming back into some really good form because the season's long and the, the you know, it's a, it would have been perfect. I think, and, and it's the same that's where it comes to the young guys who are getting that opportunity of gassing, and the old timers with the energy in the tank basically can run it out and go past them now. 
For sure. And so the same with Sydney. They're, they're doing a bit of a natural adjustment at the moment. They've been really poor from a fantasy perspective. Guys like Robottom, Mills, you know, even Warner, Parker, they've all underperformed for the year. And all of a sudden, you know, they're versing, you know, the pies as we're doing this pod. And actually they're ticking up pretty well and they ticked up okay last week. I wouldn't go what too crazy on McCluggage. Like, you got to remember, they're missing Rich and Zorko. Like, man, like, I, I thought saying, he was a yeah. good. I thought he was a good buy myself, but I'm skeptical. Skeptical. Well, yeah, I'm not going to say that um, you'd sell the farm for him, right? But he was averaging 68, which isn't fieldable. You yeah. Know, you, you don't have to pay a lot, I think, to get that. Yeah. Fuck, I would have thought the same about Ollie Wines, but he's just hot Dude, garbage. For real. Apparently, he's carrying some sort of niggle. Is the the word behind the scenes? But yeah, he was. I was almost tr- tried to trade for him this week, and then I'm very glad that I did not. I think Brayshaw said the same thing. He's had a knee battling a knee issue yeah. all year, and he reckons he's over it now and goes bang. Well, so, man, and Frio he beat dominate. the shit out of Hawthorne. <laughs> they played Hawthorne like he yeah, just shit. I say he beat the shit out of him. Like. Yeah. Anyway, on to the waivers. Who we got? Um, got a few, got a few. Oh, sorry, just for the, sorry, just for listeners, this is under 40% ownership on AFL Fantasy, except for Jono qualifies it by going, this guy's at 47%. Well, that goes him, him. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, my first guy is only at 4.5% owned, Steve. Does that qualify? Is that all right? You didn't didn't mistake where the decimal point is? Uh, You can check it, but I double checked it. (laughs) Uh, look, with Rich and Coleman out, I'm willing to throw a dart at this guy. It's Noah Answorth. Um, Being okay. Being okay if someone's got to take the kicking duties there and play off the halfbacks. McKenna has been the two I see uh, behind Rich taking the kick-ins, but McKenna is so yo-yo-y. I wouldn't want to be fielding him, but Answorth means steady. He's steady. Get you 70, 75. And can go big, so I'd throw a dart at him and, and see what I can do there. Um, Jermaine Jones, 28%. Um, looked pretty good. That ball's going to be... He's got the forward status, but the ball's playing, he's playing defense, so that ball is going to be flying in there left, right, and center. Um, thought Witherden might have been better, but the idea of Witherden's dead and, dead and gone, I think. Um did like Max Holmes' games on the weekend. If you need a midfielder, he was forty. He's forty-seven percent, but um, I did like his game on the weekend. They got a couple of good matchups coming up. If you need another midfielder, Will Drew seems to have put a couple of good games uh, together. He's at thirty-two percent. Another and midfielder there. His last three in AFL fantasy, he's averaging ninety-seven point three. And yeah, he's, he's got he's pretty big in super coach as well. So um, you could grab him. Uh, we know that Sydney is pretty light on defenders. Um, and Robbie Fox, he's 19%. He's doing pretty well against the Pies this week. Uh, not going to hurt you too bad. Um, and the, and my other guys are all over 45%, so I won't even bother. <laughs> <laughs> Cam, anyone to add? Atkins, Fiorini, and Zach Bailey. <laughs> I won't even bother naming them, but they're exactly these guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got a couple more. Um, and Charlie Ballard, last couple of games have been really good uh, for the out. Suns. Subbed out this week. I, I is, yeah. Did he get hit in the face? Is that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know that he'll be up. Yeah, so but may anyway, not, may not be up. But uh, you know, eight point nine percent 
last three, 88. You know, can't really complain with that. Last five, 78. So got some pretty good form there. Might be one to, you know, pick up anyway and just stash if you if you're in need of a defender. Um there was a couple more Erasmus from Frio was great. Can tackle. Got like ten tackles in his um first game of the year as a non sub. Uh and he I think he scored pretty well as well. He ended up on um you know seventy or eighty. So something to keep an eye on, especially if you can get dual position status in the next round. That's probably probably about it. Tom Sparrow maybe, but uh, D's are playing really well. Nineteen point six percent owned. Last three of eighty. You know, decent mid forward pick. Uh, I've got Dom Sheed at thirty eight percent ownership. I think is that's he thirty eight? Thirty eight. Wow. So he turned up this week. Got the Suns on deck. I actually hot, might be a hot take. I expect West Coast to beat our Suns. Uh, is that, con- is that, you, you are not a which fan. West, which no. West? Uh, what? Which coast is this on, the West or the East Coast? It's on the West Coast, and it's a sandwich game. You've just had an absolute heartbreaker loss, and the week after West Coast got the Q clash. So I reckon this might be one these young lads overlook and uh, just drop on the road. Uh, midfielder Connor Nash, 25% ownership, four of last six. He's gone 92 uh, plus, so don't mind that. Oscar Allen, thirty-seven percent ownership. He's been pretty solid for a forward, uh, and I has got the Suns. Kick two goals a game every game so far. I think this year. There you Especially go. I love in, that. In just a losing side as well, so he's doing pretty well. Yeah, oh boy. Um, well, I won't be losing this week. Uh, forward Jake Saligo at thirty-seven oh, percent. Last three have just been stone stone locks, so I like that. Uh, and Chase Jones. Thirty percent ownership versus uh, the Saints and Dogs on deck, so that's not a bad matchup for defenders. So I'd mm. look to hit some uh, Adelaide players there, and I still think keeping an eye on Norton and the Fog with their upcoming matchups. They might not be super sexy this week, but mm. over the next uh, brief period leading into the buys, they'll be pretty handy. On to the Twitter questions, unless there was anything else. I hate the Chase Jones pick. Just FYI, he's playing on the wing. Is the what I saw? Uh, wings, wings also drift back. They go back and forward. Yeah, yeah. Outside ball. Go fuck yourself, Cam. Moving on. Twitter questions. <laughs> you think you wander in here after twenty eight weeks off and fucking tell me what to do? <laughs> Alex, favorite Hannah Montana jam. Uh, what are you? This is you your drink? wheelhouse, uh, wheelbag, Steve. So look, hashtag girl dad. Um. And having the two girls in the house and also Mrs. Fizz who loves a bit of Hannah Montana, sometimes you have to you have to dance. You have to get your ju- your groove on. Can't all be um Oh god, what are the bands that I pretend I listen to? No effects. Should we get the fizz cut of you dancing? When when when's that gonna get released? Oh, if no, we can get some more Apple subscribers or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> If we, when we post this, when we post the tweet for the, uh, podcast, if we get, uh, over 69, 69 likes, <laughs> we get over 69 likes, we'll, uh, we'll get Mrs. Fizz to release it. Um, Excellent. I don't know the songs, man. I don't know the songs. Matty Faz, is it cool to play DPPs in the middle these days? Um, yeah. I, why not? Why not? If you, team structures can, you can afford to do it. Why not? Go for it. I think it's less about team structure for most people because D 
six and seven looks really challenging this year, to be honest. So if you can, well, even if there's a good streamer matchup for an yeah, F5 that's, or something that's like it. that. I reckon what? you're better off streaming an F5 than playing the person in, in your forwards. In your mm, mid. No, okay, as, in, as yeah. in whatever the dual position yeah. is playing. Yeah, yeah. It depends how deep your mids are. But yeah, there's no dramas with that. Um, has the franchise turned the corner? Is he the real deal? Looked pretty good against Essendon. <laughs> I'm a staunch franchise supporter, <laughs> but he might. He's clearly a better super coach player than. Um, the dream team. They got so many guys running through there. Yeah. Still, like, it, I think we, I said at the start of the year that, you know, Port Adelaide, when they were going a bit poorly, that um, it was going to affect them all. But now that they're up and running, um, they were one of the top fantasy teams for the previous few years. So a lot of mouths of fees, both playing out on the wing, still getting his chops, but it looks like the younger brigade now. So, yeah, he could was, pick up. Was Jake Stringer traded to Carlton? Tom Papley was, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> no, the, man, the person who looked good in that game, well, I, and probably from a Dream Team perspective, more than anything, was Ben Hobbs. And, you know, especially for keepers, lock him away for good. Very good. we got Big Cox. What is Baby Fizz's favourite Disney movie? Have you traumatised the kid with Bambi yet or the casual racism of Peter Pan? <laughs> Uh, we haven't watched any Disney movies, I don't think. She likes, what? uh, well, she, we've only just started watching, cause Baby Fizz gets scared with a lot of movies, so, TV shows, so we've only just started really watching movies. We watched, uh, the Despicable Me movies, and she likes this Sing movie. Sing? Sing? Uh, all the kids like the Sing movie. Yeah. Sing movies are fucking terrible. Yes, they are. Any musical type movies are horrible. No, yeah. I, I completely disagree. Some musical movies are great. Moana is unreal. Moana oh, is a good soundtrack Disney film. Of, Moana is good, yeah. I wouldn't call it a musical. But oh, all, Disney, Disney. all Disney movies have a singing in it. Yeah, yeah. I hate the Minion. I would love to kill a Minion. Like, what's inside? The, like, slice it in half with a katana <laughs> what's blade. Inside? Can you put it on a Reuben? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, what is I mean, I think if you could kill a minion, that'd be a great thing. That should be a ride at Disneyland. Uh, Matthew, thoughts on Alex? <laughs> thoughts on Alex Witherden and Liam Duggan? Is the old Witherden roll back? Duggan getting a lot of CBAs as a defender, surely a good pickup. Scored well in Supercoach, old Witho, but only 68, 70, 69 or something. AFL Fantasy? I don't think it's back. It is a weird future that we live in that he's outscoring in Supercoach. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it must must have got a couple of free kicks for or something or took an intercept mark or something. Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't want any of them. They're not back. D- Duggan's okay. Duggan's fine. Yeah, yeah, really good. Well, not really good, but fine. Yeah. Uh, Robert Tanner Bruin will be a solid stream while Danger is out. Is Danger missing time? Next yeah, opponent's did a bone. Did a hammer. Yeah. Okay. Next opponent's Richmond Fremantle GWS. Ooh, some good inside mid matchups there. I kind of don't buy it. I, th- I think the stream it's probably taken in a lot of leagues, but Max Holmes will I think do really well. Yeah. 
I agree. Chris Mayfer was the Frampton solo ruck as a last spot defender dream over before it began. Who is rucking for the pie? Yeah, Billy Frampton's got the main duties. I think Cox comes back this week, maybe. Is that he's, what he's, in. he's playing today. Is he? Yeah. Big Mayfer. Is he playing right now? He's Frampton's playing right now, but he's playing forward. I just didn't know he'd have the time after that 60-minute special. <laughs> well, he's not getting the time. He's 50% somewhere ground. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'd say the dream's over. They, they, they did want Cameron and Cox as that 50% duo, so I'd say that's it. Yeah, I know, man. He's outscoring Cox at the moment. So. I had to drop Billy Frampton for a forward because Toby Green was out, so... I had no dramas doing it with Cox back in. Yeah, I'm I'm fine moving on from Frampton. You can do better than that. He hasn't even laid a tackle, so fuck, move on. Uh, Major, is Rochelle a sell without CBAs or just a tough matchup? Tough matchup. Yeah, but Jono, you said sell or buy. And I kind of think if you're selling, you're selling unders. Is the, uh, selling I'd on be the using down. him. Like, if you're selling, I wouldn't sell on his own. I'd be using it as a package to upgrade a player. Like say you had a set of field or a Mason Cox as your M six or whatever, package them up together to upgrade to whatever a fallen primo. Mm. I'd be fine with that. I think I'd say it's more just a tough matchup, man. I'm selling. Fair okay, nice and high. fair enough. Surly Kitty Coleman is he just wave of trash now? <laughs> he yeah. goes well yeah. in the first, first <laughs> half of games horrible. and then dies in the second half. How does he do it every week? It's amazing. It's actually his... impressive, right? He gets to like forty four at the half and then he just ends on fifty five or something like that's really wow. it's like the first three years of Dustin Martin's career. Yeah, yep. If you said it right, Kitty Coleman is the next Dustin Martin. I said it. Lock it up. Lock it up. Uh, Rich, why did people sleep on Fiorini and Atkins? Probably right? weren't named round one. Jeez. I don't know. Have they? I think there's been too much Sorry. love, actually, to be honest, if anything. Um, Just, what's it like to be Rory Atkins? He's living on the Gold sleeping. Coast just cashing in. Yeah. <laughs> you better just... just be made of $100 bills. and you just... It'd be like that scene in Dumb and Dumb where they're just wiping <laughs> tears with $100 bills. I think people, if people, if you're saying people slept on Fairing, it's because he wasn't getting a locked in midside, locked in yes. inside midside, midfield role. He was still Correct. mostly on the wing. And Rory Atkins because of who he is. Well, and... <laughs> <laughs> but did, did Fiori? I didn't watch the game, right? But did Fiorini have the role? Because he didn't yep. have the score. He didn't have the like. He had a fine score, but it wasn't. Well, Rory like... Atkins probably won't play this week because he had eight turnovers. Yes, <laughs> eight. That's unders for him. Actually, that's um oh, a good day out. That's the probably on par for for Atkins. It's the whole problem with that goddamn backline is they just got the worst ball users. You don't. I think Darcy McPherson is a great user. <sighs> Mate, that man is an automatic because there is no clutch. <laughs> uh, Warren, the setter shield honeymoon is over and Dylan is just kind of playing like Dylan Shield now. Such a shame. 
I think that's fine. Like I'm I'm excited for him to get DPP. Sneaky forward chance, yeah. Yeah. Pump out the uh the odd sixty four. Dylan Shear, like he's like around that hundred mark, ninety to a hundred. He he overperformed to this point. Yeah, that's season. exactly right. Yeah. But that, but what do people expect of him? Like he's a ninety to a hundred guy, and I'd be fine with that. Like I had him as an eighty to ninety, and I was pretty happy with it. Like you know, and now if he regresses to there, it's like awesome. But if he gets that as a forward, you're still happy. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Really happy. I think that's the sort of thing you see when. You know, teams are like trying to work out whether they're going for it or whether they're just kind mm, of mm. making up the numbers and these big shifts will happen. Oh, we're going to start playing Jake Stringer through the midfield. Well, that's going to affect someone else. Mm. So, speaking of someone who's been clearly affected by moves made in the offseason, Jared asks, is Isaac coming a streamer at best now or just drop him to the pool? Jeez, that's a hard... Didn't we all have him like a top 20 I, defender? I, I had him like, yeah, oh, I might have had him I, up in that range, but. Yeah, I, that's, I was being covering yeah. us all here, just so I'm not excluding you, Steve. I know you drifted a bit, but I'm yeah. pretty sure we all had him sort of top 10 ish, or maybe just outside of it, but. Whew, bust town. Massive, massive bust. I, I feel so weird dropping guys like that. Mm, I found it Again, too hard. I, but that's the thing, as we said, if the game's slowing down, they're going to control the ball more, so there might be those little sideway kick marks. There's just coming in. better yeah, players look, back there, though. That's the problem. There's too many good dudes. Look look who's getting, though. Like, they, they're already doing that to start with, and it's Nick Haynes, Lockie Ash, Connor Idun, and maybe Whitfield, right? And it's Whitfield just, was down against the Doggies. He was playing, like, half-back wing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's the, it's those guys, and then you, and you know, Buckley, Isaac. Who the hell's Buckley? <laughs> <laughs> Where did he come from? That's probably what it is. It's probably Buckley taking Cummings' possessions. Really, I haven't watched any Western Sydney this year, and all that I can was, assume that was the first is I watched of them last week. Can you move yeah. on, or do you just gut it out? Oh, I think you just got to hold. I probably would make the call. I'd maybe try and get a trade for someone, and, and that's, otherwise I'd maybe move on. If there's, if, you know, pending on the waivers, right? Like if there's Mind nothing you, there, yeah. I mean, there's there is stuff in the waivers where you can pick up an eighty each week if you want to play that game. Well, I think that's right, John. Is there's value to having a flexible spot? Like if you're not yeah. married to the name, then you can probably do. This is what we always used to say with broadband. You can probably do better than him every week. Mm. Mm. Uh, and Jabs, last question. Will Brody back to the pool? Ooh, my boy. My boy who was going to outscore Brayshaw. So his his biggest challenge to get back into the team is now Erasmus, right? So he tackled so, so well and he's, you know, played a role and he, he played it really well. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know. I find it hard to... He's going to need an injury to get back in. Yeah, they will sort of... Steve's about to have a hot take. It's over. It's over. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember when the Gold Coast were the worst team ever. He was out of the team a year later after signing a deal. John, a this is the Jono curse, though. Like, this is Jono's fault more than anyone else in the world. It's more... Yeah, not even... 
Will Brody heard fault. heard that heard that pod and like he make a bet, bitch, and just yeah, he's just <laughs> <an object. laughs> best scorer in the team. Fuck off, he's playing in the waffle. Ah, <laughs> uh, you hate to see it. Yeah, hate to see it. Man, hasn't Omira come back? They, well, revenge game. That, but not even the previous few weeks has been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. which which former Gold Coast legend, Will Brody or O'Meara, or the pick two that was Andy Brayshaw? Hmm. Mm. Mm. I'll wrap it up. What did you think of the uh, coronation, Cam? You're a big uh, Royals fan. Fucking hell. <laughs> That's, That's a whole other pod, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man. Can't, I can't wait to talk about Megan Markle and... Were they there? The ginge. Megan Markle and the ginge. Did it's you see the photo of the old dude with the hair and the mustache? I'm like, that is fucking Jock Reynolds, man. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. All I could think of is, man, Ocean's 14 looks wild. <laughs> I couldn't stand that shit. Just the pompous, arrogant shit. Hate it. Just fucking hate it. Absolute worst. Yeah, okay, so we're going to throw a few shout-outs here. So shout-outs to the old Jock Reynolds boys who are, I think it's um, a couple of them are hanging up the boots. So Patch and, sure um, and Leck Dog. Well yeah, done, good innings legends. Yeah, and tough, tough gig. We've had Leck on a few times. So, no, good dudes. Uh, Shout-out to Jared from the, the Listener League. Uh, got the baby swag going against you, Jono. He got lucky. He got lucky. I mean, I lost Paddy Dangerfield at halftime and... Josh Rochelle, I mean, just, yep. Yeah, and not, the way the way he had Josh Dunkley gone 170. Yeah, like I said, the baby swag got me. He he played the long game because he knew he was going to be in the listener league. Uh, so he had sex nine months ago. Congrats on it, by the way. Um, and, and this Five is the, the weekend he plays me before the fixture's even released. Like, it was perfect. unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable timing. <laughs> He's done well. <laughs> like literally every single, almost every single one of his players has turned up. Or gone eighty plus. Wow. I'm not I think I'm going down in the battle of the undefeateds though. Well actually you are about hundred and thirty behind. Yeah. One I need to look at before we sign off is the uh the keeper league, because I think I have you on deck, Jono. Hinge oh, yeah. of saltiness. I hadn't finished my shout outs. And I wanted to oh. shout out to the writers who are doing a great job, uh, with the articles Monday, Wednesday and at the end of the week. Whichever day the game starts. Um, I think he had Jermaine Jones as a streamer this week, old Faz. So, Faz, you know, every time I read Faz's article, and I, I love the fact that he does that accountability thing at the start. It's like, you know, here's what I hit and here's what I missed. And then, by the way, here's the new stuff. But his hits are far outweighing his misses. Like, he's very doing good. very well done. Like, very yeah, the only, the only problem is he consistently names a player to pick up who is, who's been omitted. Yeah, but that's that's semantics. 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 <laughs> Much like the people down at what's the the game AFL twenty three. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> began. Oh, it geez. fits in well with the brand. What did you want to say, Cam? Wrap it up. Well, no, all all I want now is a sponsorship with Big Ant because really there is synergies here. <laughs> I can't think of anything else except for how do we how do we be sponsored by AFL twenty three? Uh, I don't know. Say good things about them. Well, Jono said the cricket game's good, but no one gives a rat's ass about cricket. So, 
it's a tough sell. All right, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next week, listeners. Tight. I'll tight one. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.